Hi, I'm Tina. And I'm Amber. And, and we're, we're the Slayer Sisters. Welcome back. Welcome back. Here we are again. Here we are again. Why do I keep repeating you? <laughs> do I not have my own mind and my own words? Listen, you're you've got you've got things. So. I got things going on. It's okay. It's, it's fine. Yes. It's fine. We do want to welcome all our lovely followers and fans and supporters. Thank you guys so much. Hope you're enjoying this as much as we are. We are having a blast. We are having a blast. We are bouncing around all around the country. Yes, we are. We are. Last time we were in Missouri. To now we're in... Florida. Florida. We're actually going to be in Aqualaha, Florida. Aqualaha. Lola ha what? Aqua Laho what? <laughs> <coughs> oh god, here comes another onomatopoeia. Aqua Wahaa. I, I don't know if I had to say waha Waha It's not Wahaha. It's not Hawaii. Aqua Waha, Florida. Yeah. That's that one. one. <laughs> so this is episode eight. Eight. It's Eight gonna be, and donate. Yes. Eight and donate. Probably be another multiple parter. Which I think everyone is just fine with. I think so too. I think so. We I like think so. We like throwing those ones in there. Right. Well it keeps it interesting. It does. It does. I've noticed though, like in the research, I automatically gravitate like when we get to, you know, pick a different state, I automatically gravitate towards the ones that are gonna be longer <laughs> and like have more <laughs> information. I don't know. She is our research woman, so we're just going with what she finds, folks. I literally just like... And you do a hell of a job. I I like doing it, so I know. it doesn't bother me. No, I know. But we're at Ma Baker's home in Aklawaha. <laughs> Ma Barker. Bar I see. <laughs> I knew you were going to In Florida. So the address here is... We can say it. Because oh, can we? Yeah, oh, we I can. wasn't sure if we could. Yeah. Southeast 132nd Terrace in Aklawaha, Florida. Yes. Yes. Is that Upper Florida? Nor um, honestly, Florida? I didn't look. Oh, jeez, Louise. You didn't even check that out? No. We'll have to get a map out and look it up. We will. Just in case. Yeah. It was originally located uh, uh, and owned by Carson Bradford. Yep. He did buy the real estate in Aklawaha in 1892. There we go. We're back in the 19th century, folks. Yes, we are. Thank goodness. I was getting kind of nervous there. I know. But his son built the house in 1930, and it was a two-story Florida crackle style with three bedrooms, two baths, and 2,100 square feet, folks. It's a nice, quiet home. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere. Nestled in uh, back from the street. It's always nice when a home is nestled. Yes, it is. It's nestled just snug right up there off the road. No one can see ya. Yep. Yeah, that was nice. They also have a view of the Lake Weir, which is the fifth largest lake in Florida. Ooh, for all you geography buffs. Not me. I'm really bad with geography. Yeah. I know where the states are. Well, most of them. It's fine. <laughs> Actually, when I was looking up all the states, I was like, holy crap, I forgot that one was even a state. <laughs> Whoops. I won't uh, tell you which one because I don't want to offend people. We don't want to offend people, but she was like, oh crap, I forgot that one. Yeah. Yeah. They built it as a weekend and a summer retreat, though. I want a summer retreat. Me too. Thank you. Mm. Wait, I just want a house first. 
I really don't want to work. S- let me work on my home and then get a summer retreat. And honestly, I would rather have a winter retreat, like somewhere warm. Oh, yeah. Right? When you're, yeah. I don't even have to be a snowbird. I just want to go where it's warm. Me too. Yeah. The house never got rented out, though. Never. Never. Family resided it in there until 1934. Yep. Uh, Carson got a generous offer from a representative of Miss T.C. Kate Blackburn. Kate. Described her as a sweet little old lady. And she was looking for an out-of-the-way cottage to spend some quality time with her sons. Oh, how nice. Hmm. Just Ma and the boys. Yeah. How sweet. Oh, but wait. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, so they needed a place to rest and recoup away from the cold November or northern winter. Which, I mean, girl, I get it. Who wouldn't? Although, doesn't isn't that like storm season in Florida? Possibly. I don't know. I mean, you're going to have weather no matter where you go. I'd rather have warm weather than freaking freezing cold weather. Yeah. Where the air hurts my face. Isn't Florida, like, awfully rainy, though? It can be, I do believe, at times. I mean, I guess if it's warm, I don't care. I dance in the rain. Right. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. But Ma and the boys are in their nice little cottage. That's nice. Mm, yeah. That's so nice. So okay. sweet. Bacon pies. Is that what she was doing? Sure was. Sure was. Ha ha. Just kidding. So, actually, Carson had said, like, after this, you know, generous offer, he's like, uh, the house just isn't for rent, guys. It's not. And they would not take no for an answer. At all. So the rent offer went up, and they offered to pay in cash for the entire season. Oh, they really wanted that place. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It was the only time the house was ever rented out in the history of, of the, this house. Of the house. Yep. Yikes. So that was a that must have been one hell of an offer then. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Who was Ma Barker? So actually, H T well Kate Blackburn was actually Ma Barker. Dun dun dun. If you didn't figure that out already. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ma Barker was born October 8th, 1873, in Ashgrove, Minnesota. Her birth, or Missouri, sorry, my bad. Her birth name was Arizona Donnie Clark. Donnie was her middle name? Yeah. Okay. She was the mother to several American criminals who ran the Barker Carpus gang during the public enemy era. Which, for those of you who don't know, that was a term which describes individuals whose activities are seen as criminal and extremely damaging to the society, which includes pirates, highwaymen, bandits, and mobsters. Shocker. Mm Mm-hmm. Shocker. The public enemy number one. I'm sure everyone's heard that term. That was actually Mob Barker. She literally was public enemy number one. Yes, she was. Uh, So, yeah. Then she traveled with the boys during their criminal career. That was nice. She was with them. She was. Taking care of her boys mm-hmm. while they were committing crimes. Nice. Yeah. Of course, they're going to gain a reputation as a ruthless crime matriarch. Of course. Well, why wouldn't she? She's running the gang. Yeah, they said she controlled sakes. and organized her son's crimes. And actually, J. Ed- Edgar Hoover described Ma as the most vicious, dangerous, and resourceful criminal brain of the last decade. Way to go, Ma Barker. 
smart woman. Keeping those boys in check. <laughs> I'm going to shock the shit out of you again. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, good. At least she warned me first. So, those who knew her insisted she had nothing to do with the crimes and stated that Hoover created the allegations to justify the FBI shooting her in 1935. Oh, so false allegations? Stop it. I'm shocked. Hmm. That's not what you wanted to shock me about, but I'm not shocked. No, that's not. No. So her family called her Ari. I love that. Oh, that's that cute. is Ari. That's a nice name. Yeah. So in 1892, Ma married George Barker, and they had four sons. They had Herman, who was born in 1893 and died in 1927. Lloyd who was born in 1897 and died in 1949. Arthur, who was born in 1899, died in 1939. And Fred, who was born in 1901 and died in 1935. Very, very young. All of them. All four of them died mm -hmm. very young. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. So, Dad, George, actually worked a lot of low-paying jobs. He worked at the Crystal Lake Water Company. He was a farmhand, a watchman, station engineer, and a clerk. They kind of described him, though, as shiftless. Sure did. Sure did. Kind of shifty. Uh-huh. A little shifty. They paid no attention to their son's educations. Shocker. And all the boys were more or less literate. Well, you would think if there wasn't much education going on. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as early as 1910, the Barker boys started committing crimes. Herman was arrested for highway robbery after running over a child in the getaway car. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oops. What was that, a speed bump? No, dumbass. Yeah. It was a child. Hello, can you look where, watch where you're going? Right. Why, do, mean, you, why do you have a license? Right. Did they need to have a license back then? They had to have. You would think. I mean, but who cares if you're robbing? Why don't I think of these questions when I'm researching? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Oh, so he runs over a kid. Yeah. With the getaway car. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Nice. Yeah. But over the years, their crimes increased in seriousness, including robbery and murder. Oh, they, they escalated. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, shocker. Guys, this isn't like Jesse James. This is a fucking massacre. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. So they got inducted into major crimes by the Central Park Gang, also known as the Kimes Terrell Gang, and uh, Prohibition Era Bank Robbery. They were a Prohibition Era, era, era. Bank Robbing Gang, the Limes Terrell Gang, or the Central Park Gang. So they're, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Herman... Her oldest son died August 29th, 1927, after a robbery and police confrontation. It left one officer dead, shot the officer point blank in the mouth. Herman did. Oh, my. And then killed himself to avoid prosecution when he was seriously wounded after crashing his car. Can we not crash the car? And then he's like... I ain't going out alive. Bitches. They ain't taking me alive, boys. So he just shot, he just killed himself in well, the car. Oh, okay. Well, there. That, okay. 
Uh, I'm sure Ma was quite devastated because her I would boys imagine. were her everything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Plus her oldest. Yep. First so born. he's like, they're not taking me alive, so I'm just going to do this and there you go. Yeah. Great. So in 1928, Lloyd was incarcer incarcerated in the federal penitentiary of Levensworth, Kansas, or at Levensworth, Kansas. Arthur, who was also known as Doc, was incarcerated in the Oklahoma State Prison, and Fred was incarcerated in the Kansas State Prison. George was last known to be living with his wife in 1928, but there's two theories on why he's no longer, like he no longer lived with her. Number one was that Ma kicked him out. Like, okay. Bye. See ya. Get out. But number two is that he left because life became intolerable with his crime family. And a quote, direct quote is, George gave up completely and quietly removed himself from the scene. Which, that was writer Miriam Allen DeFord. And this was after Herman's death and the imprisonment of his other sons. So one year after the oldest boy dies... All three other boys are incarcerated in different state prisons. Yeah. Well. And George know. is like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And he was he was absolutely against all the crime. Like, he wanted no part in it. He wanted the boys to stop. Ma completely knew what was going on and loved and supported her boys. And she was like, fine, boy, go. Leave. I'll support my boys no matter what. Well, if they're committing crimes, yeah. Ma, Listen. Heaven's sakes. Can you uh, not support them if they're murdering people? Can we not? You can still love them, but... Let's not support murder. Because, yeah. you know, we've all had this conversation. Yeah, we don't need to be supporting murder. So. No. So whether he got kicked out or left, George is gone. Yeah, the okay. FBI claims that George left because Ma had become loose in her moral life. And uh, was having dates with other men. Well, there could be that, too. Ma was not a pretty woman. No. She was a handsome woman. Handsome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Handsome woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, there might have been some. It's the 1920s. It's fine. Anyways. Uh, and George was not a criminal, but he was definitely willing to profit Oh, I'm sure. Because after I want no part of it, but I'll take the money. Yeah, because after his son's death, he claimed their assets as next of kin. You sneaky bastard. Mm-hmm. Great. And a family friend witnessed George and Ma fighting about their sons and their dissolute life. And Ari uh, countenanced their wrongdoings, which of course she did. Of course she did. Why wouldn't she support them? And George refused to accept them. Okay. That's fine. But don't profit from their ill gains. Exactly. You see that ill gains? That yeah, sounded that pretty was a, smart. Thank that was you. Smart. That's that's nice, yeah. So of course the church comes after George after he refuses to uh support Lloyd after his arrest. Mm hmm And they insisted he should be punished for his crimes. Of course, Ari, or Ma Barker, did everything she could to get her sons out of trouble no matter what they had done. With what of course. You know. Here's my thought, though. With that being said, she was an enabler. Right? R oh, no. Right. So, whether she was involved or not, um, I 
do believe she was still guilty. You're enabling your children in these nefarious acts. Absolutely. I'm not saying in a bedding that still make that's a crime too. And I'm not saying like, you know, we just covered Jesse James, right? He did right. some terrible things. I'm not saying don't support and love your children, but like when it gets to the point of like massive massacres, like girl. Girl. Yeah, enough's enough. I mean, probably don't travel around with your kids while they're killing people, okay? I mean, stay at home, well, love them from afar. them. Right. Like, what the hell? I mean, unless you're getting in on that, probably stay home. Yeah, <laughs> stay home, bake pies. Yeah. Sakes alive. So, from 1928 to 1930, Ma lived in poverty. Uh, she actually lived in a dirt floor shack with no husband, no job, and her boys were in jail. And then she did become loose with the local men. Well, yeah, Georgie ain't around no more. Why not? What the hell? She's like, a woman's got needs. A woman's got needs. <laughs> Going out. <laughs> Plus, her boys aren't there to be like, Ma, no. She's no, like, mm, Mom. Going to a local tavern, seeing what young honey I can pick up tonight. Doing what I got to do. Exactly. Mama needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Man. In 1930, uh, she was living with a jobless man named Arthur W. Dunlop. And uh, she was described as his wife. Like, when he talked about her, he's like, this is my, you know, Ma Barker. She's my wife. Well, you know, even if she wasn't, I'm sure he wanted to keep up appearances. Well, also, she was 20 years older than him. Oh, my. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know. You do you, you cougar. You Woo. do you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Was she with him long? Yeah. Well, well. Ah, oh, man. We'll get there. Great. So, in 1931, things improved. Fred was released from jail, and he joined a former prison mate, Alvin Carpus, to form the Baker Carpus Gang. Um, and after a series of robberies, Fred and Alvin killed Sheriff C. Roy Kelly. In West Plains, Missouri, on December 19th of 1931. What the hell? Yeah. So you that, get out of prison, then you just want to go right back in, don't you? Well, and that actually forced them to flee the territory, which Ma and uh, Dunlop followed them. Oh. Well, of course Ma's going to go with. Why, why would she? And they used false Fine. names. Well, you would think. So, um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, a wanted poster was issued, and it offered a $100 reward for the capture of old lady Ari Barker. Barker. As an accomplice. And after this, she was known by the gang members as Kate. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, they fled Missouri, and they went to St. Paul, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Hometown. Nice. Yeah. Great. Uh-huh. 1932, Arthur, Doc, was released from prison, and he joined Fred and Alvin. So, the gang moved to Chicago, but they didn't want to stay there long because the Carpus boys, they didn't want to work for Al Capone. Oh, they wanted to just be freelancers. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. So, racketeer Jack Pfeiffer recommended the gang go to St. Paul, Minnesota, because that area was known as a haven for wanted criminals. That doesn't surprise me, just so you know. Me neither. No. Honestly. No. I mean, hometown, baby. Whoop, whoop. 
uh, this is actually where the Barker Carpus's most inf infamous crimes were committed, was in St. Paul. Again, not shocked. <laughs> they uh, rented out several houses and operated under the protection of St. Paul's police chief, Thomas Big Tom Brown. So they go from being bank robbers to kidnappers. Under his guidance. Oh. Wow. Lovely. That's great. I'll protect you. And this is what you need to do. Yeah. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So back to Mr. Dunlop, right? Right. So he was a loose-lipped drunk. And he was not trusted by the gang. They did not like him. Not when you're jacking your jaw. Actually, no, no. Alvin Carpus literally described him as a pain in the ass. Well, I would imagine. That sounds about right. Yeah. You can get drunk and run your mouth. Not good, man. Not they're, good. They're trying to hide here. Yeah. You, you can't be running your mouth. Why are you not trying to protect your wife? Just, well. I mean. Clearly. What? You do you, boy. You I guess. do you. Uh, yeah. Uh, so while at a hideout, a resident identified the gang from a picture in the True Detective magazine. And they told the police. So, True Detective was actually a super popular magazine in the 1920s. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that's where, because, you know, they didn't have TV. Well, no. So, that's where they, like, put all the wanted posters and, like, got it out there that they were looking for individual people for this reason, whatever. And just so happens, the neighbor was like, oh, shit. Those are my neighbors. Uh, listen, coppers. They're, they're right next door. Go but, get him. Oh, yeah. Go get him. Go get him. But Go get him. Who did they tip off, though? Well, Chief Brown was like, hey, yeah. boys, they identified you. Get the fuck out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, when, you know, when the cop's in your pocket, I mean, and he's helping you, of course he's going to tip you off. Yeah. So, the yeah. gang believed that it was Dunlop. Like, they blamed him. So, uh, they murdered him. Oh, While my. they were traveling. And uh, his naked body was discovered near Webster, Wisconsin. He had a single bullet wound in the head. That's the kill shot. Yeah. Yeah, execution style. Yeah. Ma, don't look. Mm -hmm. Ma, don't look. We're going to put a round in his head. He's, he's trying to get us arrested. Yeah. Ma, do you want that? No, you don't. No, of course so Ma didn't want right that. In fucking head. Me or your boys? Well, guess what? You're going down because she ain't taking out her boys, young sir. No, mm -mm. she sure isn't. No, no. So. No, no. So you got a crooked cop. Yeah. Great. Of course, they never proved his involvement, though. No. Well, because he was a cop. Exactly. Yeah. He did get demoted to detective, though, but then he was dismissed from the police force after that. I mean, I, I think why. they finally put two and two together. I actually looked him up a little bit, and like he was definitely known for corruption, like big time in the St. Paul area. Like he was a disgusting human being. Great garbage. There it is. There it is. So then they hightail it out of St. Paul, and they head over to Menominee, Wisconsin. Sure did. Jumped the creek. Yep, they sure did. So, uh, Fred decides to hide mom in numerous hotels and hideouts just to make sure to keep her from learning too much about their crimes. Like, hey, we know you love us, you want to protect us, but we want to keep you as in the dark as possible. Yeah. Yeah. 
But they also wanted to keep her separated from the gang's girlfriends because Ma did not like them at all. Well, no. No. She and probably thought they were a bunch of floozies. So she literally tried to break them up. Oh. And so the women were like, you know what, we're going to avoid her as much as we possibly can. Fuck this lady. Yeah. I mean, Ma was definitely the kind of mom that was like, you can't have them. They're mine. They're mine and no one's ever going to be good enough or replace me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, given the fact that she literally uprooted her life and took her fucking common law husband and traveled all over the all over the place with these boys, like clearly knowing what they were doing. Right. Clearly she, she was, was like, not giving them up. No, she wasn't. No. Mm-mm. So do you think we stop here? No. no. Twenty. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just discuss some Ma Barker and her craziness. To keep seriously to so she doesn't send them to school. No. Keeps them. They start committing crimes at very young ages. Very young. Very very young ages. And is like, yeah, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, where in your head would that even come close to a good idea? You know, and, like, being parents ourselves, you know. Right. I know that if my kids, you know, committed some heinous crime, I would still love them. Right. But clearly, they need to be held accountable for their actions. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to sit there and say, no, they didn't do that. I'm definitely going to be pissed. But they're still my kids, and I still love them, you know. Yeah, but you have to pay you fuck up. That's what you got to do. Exactly. So right. the fact that she's just like traveling around with them. Yeah. And like let George leave because yeah. George and her are arguing. And she's like, listen, it's not that big a deal, George. It's fine, George. Get It'll over all it. be okay. Uh, no, it's not, Mom. No, it's really not. You're supporting your criminal children. Yeah. Uh, not okay. No mother of the year award for her ever. No. Mm. No. Bad idea, folks. Bad idea. And, it, like, yeah, I just don't. I get it. I get it. You love your kids. You don't want anything to happen to them. I, like, you're going to support them. I get it. But in situations like that, like, listen, I would even tell my own children, I love you, but there's no way in hell I'm supporting you. <laughs> no, not with shit like that. No. Uh, no, no. Get your heads out of your asses and figure shit out. Exactly. Exactly. To sit there and actually support them through it. Well, I think, too, the fact that she doesn't even... There's no education there. Mm -mm. Like, I'm just going to keep you home. Like, was no one keeping track of that? Like, oh, you have four children. Not a single one of them have ever gone to school. And, again, I get it. Different times, different things. But, come on. Well, and clearly with George working all these low-paying jobs, you know, like we talked about before, back in the day, you had to be wealthy to educate your children. I mean, there was still, like, there was still the secondary, just kind of common knowledge schooling they could have went to. Right, right. But they weren't a very wealthy family, so. No, obviously not. I think it was like, why put our money into that when it doesn't even matter? Right. But it literally hurt. And maybe the boys. she educated them a little bit at home, you know, the basics, but I don't know if she could teach them at home. Like I don't think Ma was much of a like I don't really think she no. was motivated to do that. No, she was like, a life of crime is way easier. Yeah. And more profitable. So let's just do that since your father's just making, you know, 
pennies. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out a way to make some dimes and dollars. Well, like we so said, promote your children to commit crimes. Thank you. Well, like no. we said before, you know, even if she didn't like physically have anything to do with the crimes or whatever, she's still an accomplice. Absolutely. And I think she really was okay with the like more so okay with the fact that they were committing crimes, not because of, that's what they wanted to do, but because she's like, well, this is going to benefit me. Mm-hmm. I think she was kind of a selfish woman. I mean, clearly, she doesn't want the boys to have... Their own girlfriends. Right. She wants it to just be her and them like it always has been. Well, guess what? They are grown up. They're grown men. Yeah. It's going to happen. So... Probably don't. Yeah. Maybe you need to get over it. Yeah. Sakes alive. No Mother of the Year award for her. No, not at no, all. I think not. No, no. Uh, so, when we come back for part two, which is only going to be a part two-parter, um, we're going to get into their time in Wisconsin and all the fun things that they did there. And then... Trouble, trouble. They go back to Minnesota and go through all that. So, now we get to the demise and some more history on the house and the paranormal claims. So. In Oklahoma, Florida. That's right. <laughs> I hope that's... Right. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Please make sure you listen for part two of the Ma Barker House. I'm Tina. I'm Amber. Darkness Darkness is our way of life. life. See you in the mirror next time.